0: 97.1 FM Talk.
2: On Demand Audio.
0: That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's
3: us. That's right.
0: Gotta love this American ride. All right, you need to take the time
2: and get the full picture. Don't
1: get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they read my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady.
2: What do you want from
0: me? I'm not a merry-go-sweetheart. For the sake of keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio.
2: I'm not a merry-go-sweetheart.
1: This is the
2: Annie Fry Show. And welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. And I always enjoy our time together if you want to find me online, Ryan Recker Radio. Uh, do we have our guest on? I think we may just. Okay. Joining us now is the senior counselor to the president and E.W. Richardson Fellow for International Engagement at the Heritage Foundation, Jim Carifano. Thank you for coming on to 97.1 FM Talk.
3: Well, why can't I have a cool name like you? I mean, you feel like you a can. Carifano's you know, pretty the, cool. you like a quarterback, you know, right? You know. Uh, I do not have that You need
2: a middle name, like they put in quotes. So you could put whatever you want there. <laughs> Jim the Animal Carafano or something like that. It would be awesome. You just got to think of what that thing's going to be.
3: Well, that's, a, that's uh, a good thing to work on in the new year. So I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> your resolution, a new nickname. Uh, well, you probably saw the breaking news. The Harvard president, Claudine Gay, resigns. And I keep looking back at this story. And, I, you know, I think about this and I wonder... Why is it that the raging anti-Semitism wasn't what put her in for, but it was the plagiarism? What does that say?
3: Well, first of all, uh, we've learned nothing from this because she will pay no price. She'll be taken care of. She's already playing the victim card that, you know, somehow she's the aggrieved party here. And the lesson that people will take away from this isn't that you are held accountable for your actions. Uh, It's that if you play the game, you you will get taken care of. So if you're part of the the mighty leftist establishment, which is the whole idea, get and seize power and and be part of helping us build that impenetrable wall. And then, dude, doesn't matter what you do, you'll get taken care of. So your point is exactly right. Um, there are a few greater evils in this world than anti-Semitism. This is calling for the genocide of people who have done nothing wrong other than to happen to be born Jewish or profess professed Jewish religion. It it really it is... Unconscionable to hold or or tolerate those views, and here you have a person at one of the leading universities in the entire country who 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 put themselves up on a pedestal for 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 training a generation of ethical leaders, and who and who are, are the worst create the worst environments for ethical leadership, and and, and for that for the Hirsch six month reign in which. She was the epitome of a soulless, um, corrupt leader. She'll she'll live in you know, in uh, Martha's Vineyard, and, and she'll be feted, and she'll write a book about how she was abused, and probably get a TV show published, you know, produced by the Obamas, and you know, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey a will, will know, have her yeah. book of the week, you know? Yeah, I mean, she's gonna cash in. She literally will well, cash this- in. It, the part of this, too, is that it,
2: it almost feels like a lot of the students were okay with that. However, it was the donors, the ones that really helped fund the university with millions and millions of dollars, the ones that were not, and they started pulling their money aside, and that's when the university realized that they were in some trouble. That says something, too, about these universities where the president can echo what their students are feeling at a lot of these large uh, universities, but it's really, in the end... Um, it's the money that talks. So to me, it shows that there is no integrity.
3: Well, I, you know, I don't even know if that's true, though. The, the The amount of money that the left have access to is literally bottomless, including hmm. federal tax dollars. I mean, forget about George Soros's you know, infinite bank account. I mean, the all the evils, you know, border security and everything—they're all funded by the U.S. taxpayer, controlled by the leftist government. So. If somebody pulls their billions, I don't I don't think you necessarily have to p- hit the, the panic button because the left will find you the money. I don't think that's ever the problem. I mean, and, and Harvard had one of the biggest endowments in the world. I mean, there are Fortune 500 companies that would love to have their reserves. So I'm not even sure that's it. Uh, I, yeah. I think, honestly, it's just getting it off the table. So so the so, con- you know, so the other side doesn't have something to complain about. You know, it's like how many times? Remember, like we used to beat up uh, Biden for never going to the border, and I think like a year and a half ago, he went to the border for like an hour and a half. And he, you know, he saw it in the distance, much <laughs> like Sarah Palin saw Russia, and then and then it was like, oh, I've been to the border, so that takes that off the table. <laughs> so I, literally, I don't, I don't think, I think it's just getting the issue off the table so they can go back to doing what they're doing.
2: Yeah, let's talk about the border. Uh, illegal immigration has it gotten better or worse during the Biden administration?
3: Is that. That <laughs> That's a trick question.
2: It's an easy it's, what they call a softball it's, question.
3: It's, <laughs> no, it's well, it's it looks we it, the board, the board, You know, you can go back to Andrew Jackson's. The border has never been this open and dangerous. It's it's the most and the, and the reason for you say, so, well, geez, you know, back in the the Texas Rangers and Pancho Villa races across the, the border was wide open. People from all over the world couldn't jump on a plane and walk here. Do you know there, there are actually travel agencies setting up around the world in places like Africa and Asia and the Middle East where you can, you can go to a travel agent and literally book your illegal entry into the United States? Oh, no. I, mean, I mean, no, no, no. We, the, we are on the path to, to maybe a half a billion people coming here in 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 the reasonable future because if we just keep doing what we're doing and and if you run the numbers it's 330 million Americans so yeah that's right i mean if we were just run this out to its logical conclusion there'll be more people here who just walked in and took over than actually are are us citizens
2: wow can i play you a clip from senator dick durbin in illinois and get your thoughts on this because he has a solution to the problems at the border here here's his solution because actually he looks at a problem and finds solutions that's what senator dick durbin does let's play this
4: there's also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now the presiding officer my colleague from the state of illinois has legislation which addresses one aspect of that her bill and i hope i describe it accurately says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like. You can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? You know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country.
1: Okay,
2: so that's Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois. His solution is if you enter the country illegally, but then you serve in the military, then you get your citizenship. What do you think of that?
3: Well, you know how many people are going to sign up for that? Three. But why (laughs) would you do that when you can come to the United States of America, go on welfare, get free medical care in California, and and not have to do anything? I mean, this is is laughable. I mean, do, do they practice this in front of a mirror to do this without laughing at themselves? Not to – look anything you do which provides a positive benefit – forget about if anybody signs up for it or not, because nobody will. But anything you do which which offers a positive benefit to illegal immigration is going to accomplish one thing. It's going to attract more illegal immigrants, period. That's it. So there is no magic button, amnesty, here's a deal, workers or whatever. It's – the only two things that are going to reverse this are – Securing the border, deporting a, a large number of people, and enforcing the laws. That's hmm. that's it.
2: Let's um, kind of look at some foreign policy things, because just for the sake of time, uh, what do we do with Iran now? Because we keep seeing every day, I feel like there's a new story. There's some group out of iran a proxy group that keeps attacking americans attacks israel and it happens over and over again and now it's it's happening such frequently such frequent uh basis and it always goes back to iran what do we do with iran now
3: well look if we just keep doing what we're doing at some point a lot of americans are i i pray to god this doesn't happen a lot of americans are going to get killed and this administration will be forced to make a really robust response and then things will really get tough So that's the worst-case scenario. Um, The the most likely scenario is we keep doing this, and Iran just says, "Okay, well, if the United States isn't going to react to that, then while Biden's running for president, we're just going to declare ourselves a nuclear power. He won't do anything, and then the new president will come in, be faced that, and the entire region will be turned on its head." Um, So uh, this policy is completely unsustainable. One way or another, it's going to lead to a really bad end, either a nuclear Iran. or uh, a horrific confrontation, uh, but not, no good is going to come of this. There is no positive end state here. Because think about it. We we just keep doing this tit for tat thing. They just keep doing it. They just keep doing what they're doing, and we've got company. You know, we've got uh, shipping companies not sailing through the Red Sea. We've now disrupted a major uh, uh, waterway. We have um, countries doubting the resolve of the United States to defend itself. People worry about Iran being a nuclear breakout state. It's prolonging the the, the, the war uh, against Israel, with Hamas and Hezbollah. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, there's only one upside. And I just got to say, there's only one upside. When Biden came into office, I predicted that the worst things in foreign policy are going to happen in the Middle East. And I'm right. Yeah. sure.
2: I mean, that's what we continue to see play out. And what we find too is that uh, the the debate about tying foreign aid and our foreign policy with the southern border It just goes to show you that they never really took the southern border seriously to begin with. And this is where I find in 2024, the Republicans have, I think, pretty good odds of taking both the House and the Senate, even if they were to do both of those things. Do you think anything would get done? Like, how how do we get anything done in this country where some of these things that we know have been problems here in our own home country continues not to get taken care of? How do we get anything done anymore?
3: Well, I actually, the good news is I think all these problems are solvable. And in large part, again, I'm not political, I'm not Republican, Democrat, but because we've seen them being solved in recent history, um, we know the border can be secured even with current law because we, we saw that happen for four years. We know Iran can be deterred because we saw that happen for four years. We know Russia will back down because we saw that happen for four years. We know that you can actually challenge China and get their attention because we saw our president do that. So. The, the, the short answer is, is we, we've seen successes in all these things and, and, and we've seen that there's a middle path between sitting on our hands at home with the isolationists and doing nothing and invading and bombing every country in the world. So I, I'm in the camp of the optimist that, that, that these are all fixable problems because they've been fixed before. And, and, and I actually love where we are politically in this country for the crazy reason that Americans have two very clear choices for the path forward. This is, you know, this is not McCain-Obama where they sounded almost identical to the campaign trial. People have, a, <laughs> people, people have a real choice of what direction they want the country to go in. I, what is better for a democracy than a, than a clear and obvious choice between two different futures?
2: Right. Uh, at J.J. Carafano, you can look up online his work also with the Heritage Foundation, senior counselor to the president, the E.W. Richardson Fellow for International Engagement at the Heritage Foundation. We'll come up with a good nickname for you, and whatever it is, maybe I'll have to check your social media and see when you change your uh, name in there, and then I'll know what you decided on. Jim Carifano, thank you so much for coming on to St. Louis ninety-seven-one <laughs> today.
3: Thanks, Jim. <laughs>
2: Jim Carapano's fantastic. What a brilliant mind. Uh, we, there was a clip we didn't get to play in the last hour. I want to do that coming up after the break. It's the Bill Maher, Seth MacFarlane thing. And Seth MacFarlane compares Trump and Biden to former leaders. It's such a, like you look at that and you roll your eyes. You're like, OK, whatever. But I wanted to get your reaction to it coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on 97.1 FM talk.
0: Get more at 971 talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy